Welcome back to the Outlaw Country Podcast. Uh, I'm Cole, along with Ben, as always. Uh, today, we got a special guest with us, Robert Henry. Uh, thanks for joining us, man. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Of course, man. Um, I guess we'll start off. Uh, obviously, we've had the pandemic lately, and uh, we noticed like you came out with your EP lately um, in the works. Is that something you wrote? mostly during the pandemic and your kind of time off the road um yeah that's exactly what it's about uh i just had to write something that uh was you know had something to do with what's going on right now um because it's kind of a unique position that we've been in as musicians because our whole industry involves getting people in close quarters and we can't really do that right now so yeah that's what that song is about it's been a weird time, especially for musicians and the entertainment industry, because even when there has been recessions and things like that, you've still kind of always seen people relying on the entertainment industry to kind of give them some, some joy in their life. And with this going down, not having people be, be around each other has really kind of hurt everyone. And it finally kind of got caught up to the entertainment industry, which is kind of sad to see. Yeah, it's been really frustrating, uh, me and all the guys in the band. Um, are we're lucky that we're doing the shell of the tour that we were originally going to do because we it was going to originally be like six, seven, eight weeks of touring and now it's like two and a half. But uh, we're lucky that we got to do what we did. Um, we're like right in the middle of tour right now. We actually have a couple days off in Red Lodge, Montana. So, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's definitely been weird. Uh, I lost my train of thought, but oh. That's what I was going to say. Um, the uh, the podcasts and like guys like you have really filled the void of getting the word out. Mm-hmm. Since we're not playing live as much, it's, uh, you know, we're kind of relying on these uh, other mediums to really. You really lose that chance to be like up there on stage, like, hey, go check out my EP that I just released. And yeah, able to like spread it through the word of mouth as easily. So that, that makes a lot of sense. And. I mean, I, you lose so much opportunity to get it out to people without being able to um, do your live shows in front of a larger crowd. Yeah, and I've, I've found that um, if, if someone comes and sees a live show, we convert people a lot easier than just saying, you know, right. <laughs> oh, check it out. <laughs> uh, if they, they can see it right in front of them, you know. It's, yeah, it's a lot easier. Personal. Right? Yeah, exactly. Well, on the cover of your new EP, I, I think it's a really cool cover. It's got like that old John Deere combine kind of. What were you? Grow, did you grow up around agriculture, or is that just something you thought was pretty cool to throw on there? I mean, Oregon in general is pretty agricultural. Um, once you get to outside of Portland, that's really the only big city. Um, but not not in particular. Uh, I wasn't riding around on the tractor as a kid. Um, okay. But uh, it had actually, this artist out of uh, Southeast Portland, uh, Brad DeLay, uh, he took that photo. I was kind of working with him. Um, he has this uh, Instagram page that he does like these little cartoon cowboy paintings. And I had been following on Instagram. I didn't even 
really realized that uh, he was local. Um, and so I reached out to him. I said, Hey man, like at first it was going to be like, what if you did like the, your little cow- cartoon cowboys of the whole band? And that could be like part of the artwork. Um, and then it kind of evolved and he said, well, I've got this picture. And then it was kind of backwards. Uh, it's not usually how I write songs. Um, I saw that picture and I was like, huh? Okay. So we are in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, it's hard to get in and record. Um, so instead of doing a full album, we're just going to do an EP. So it's, it's like a sample of the album. Right. And I always tell people that's in the work. So it's a little bit of a double entendre because like you're looking at the inner works of, and the innards of that combine, right. With all the gears yeah. and belts and everything. And then it's like basically half an album. So it's in the works. So I, I kind of, I saw the artwork and then I wrote the song. So it's, it was kind of backwards, but I think it ended what, up. Looking up. What's the guy's name that, uh, that you follow that took that picture? Uh, his name is Bradley delay. D L A Y. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then his, his uh, he, he has a separate Instagram for uh, the the little paintings he does, but it's I, he should have a link in his personal Instagram. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was such a cool uh, like EP cover because for two summers growing up, uh, I remember two years ago, for the past two summers, I was on an assembly line building combine, so I saw that right away and kind of yeah, very cool. Yeah, so That's awesome. You mentioned growing up in uh, Oregon. Can you kind of give us a little bit of an idea of what the country music scene is like up there? Uh, obviously, we're from Nebraska, and I don't think either of us have ever made it up there. So, <laughs> um, it's it's good, but it's uh, it's a pretty small community. Um, there used to be a, a pretty burgeoning country scene twenty five, thirty years ago in Portland. Um, back when it was still more of a Western town. Um, now you have a lot of people from other areas that have moved in there and it's become more of a, a, a more of a big city feel. And it's, uh, it's definitely changed a lot, or at least that's what the old timers in the scene tell me. Um, there used to be a lot more venues. Um, now it's down to just a few. And the, the guys that are doing the really classic stuff are really just, uh, I mean, they're not necessarily blue collar guys or people who are in agriculture and ranching or anything. They're like more on the hipster side. They just are really into old music and that's what they want to do. Um, so it's kind of an interesting, it's like that, it's that Portland hippie, like we're going to, we're going to do something really obscure. Um, so, I mean, really tight knit group, lots of good players, but um, yeah, eventually I'm going to probably relocate to somewhere like uh, Austin or Nashville. Okay. Um, so being on the, on the West coast in, um, in Oregon, do you, does the country music that's played there, does it also kind of have that Bakersfield sound to it? Would you say? There, there's a lot of fans of the, of the California country for sure. Okay. Just cause of our, our, our proximity to it. Yeah. Um, lots of fans of, uh, Buck Owens and Merle Haggard and all that, all that Bakersfield stuff for sure. Um, if you're talking about the stuff that gets played, like, like in the scene at the live shows, there's a lot of that um, stuff that gets played on the radio is, is probably no different from you guys, this local FM station. It's pretty much yeah. all standardized. Yeah. And the same five songs on the radio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I know you were in a metal band before you started doing country. Did, did your love of country music uh, start before 
metal or you always grow up a metal fan then kind of discovered country? So I grew up with country music from my parents. Um, and, uh, I kind of went through a rebellious phase when I was like 14, 15, 16, uh, grew my hair out, had the heavy metal patch jacket, had the high talk Reeboks, you know, spikes and studs and, and chain wallet and all that stuff. Um, was listening to Anthrax and Metallica and Slayer and uh, Iron Maiden and Black Sabbath, all those bands. Um, So I kind of did that. And then um, about halfway through high school, my voice really kind of changed like all the way and and got deeper. And I basically realized uh, there was more money and more girls in country music. And (laughs) my voice is too damn deep to... uh, sing that high screeching vocal in the old school heavy metal so i, I yeah. just i kind of came back to my roots musically your voice fits well for country music yeah i mean i think the only other thing i could do is maybe like that 40s swing stuff like frank sinatra style. <laughs> yeah but anything else is just i don't know i i'm not comfortable singing it well, so what was the transition like from playing metal to country was there a big learning curve or um Metal is, uh, there's a lot, lot more stuff going on on the guitar um, and lots of different scales. So once I kind of went the metal route and then came back, country wasn't as hard, like on the guitar side for me. Um, It was definitely, uh, I had to find my voice and my phrasing at first and, and develop like the way I sang. Um, but it, it it came pretty natural to me. Okay. It, was, it was almost like, because uh, country is a lot of basic chords, you know, especially when you're just doing your basic chords and singing and, and playing by yourself, which I did for years in bars and stuff. So hope that answers your question. Yeah, it's the three chords and the truth people always say about country. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Cody Jinx. He's one of our favorites. He, he started off playing in a metal band before he went over to country and when I read that, that's instantly who I thought of um, when I was reading your profile. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, in that scene, um, there are a ton of guys who had punk and metal bands. Uh, Hank Three played yeah, drums yeah. In, in punk bands all throughout the Southeast before he uh, finally started doing his own kind of country. Uh, Cody Jenks, like you said. Um, even some of the guys in Turnpike Troubadours we're oh, in really like yeah i was just reading an interview with uh, evan felker the other day which by the way he says he's healthy and he's gonna try and uh yes yeah we're excited about that yeah um yeah i was really happy when i read that article but yeah it's yeah i don't know it's kind of like you grow up and you realize okay like i'm gonna destroy my voice i'm not gonna make any money you know it's it's like eventually you're like and your tastes change it's like like heavy metal's cool it'll always have a special place in my heart but lyrically it's not there's not a lot of substance to it most of the time um but country is just so like especially the classic stuff is so deep and it makes you yes. think and it's introspective and so i think as you mature just as a human being a lot of those guys that are in the music scene and you know doing more hardcore music come around to the countryside so so did you always grow up um playing instruments or was that something you picked up uh later on like towards your high school like college times 
Uh, I think I got my first guitar when I was 14. Okay. So it was later on. Uh, now, my brother, uh, actually all my siblings uh, played. I'm the oldest of four, but they started a lot earlier than I did, all of them. Um, and they're, they all play instruments and are, and are in that kind of world. My brother has perfect pitch, classically trained. He runs a choir program at a middle school down in Florida. Um, my sister goes to uh, Belmont for musical theater. Um, so I kind of, I don't know. I got into it on my own. I'm kind of a grunt. I don't have any classical training or anything. I just learned playing from people uh, who are better than I was. So we know uh, you did a couple, like you've played at the Pendleton Roundup before. Uh, can you kind of tell us a little bit about that scene and what it was like? Oh, it was awesome. Uh, it's just a big cowboy party, a uh, big, big rodeo out in Eastern Oregon. Um, and uh, just, I mean, the, the biggest show we've ever played. Um, we played f the first two nights were, were pretty full. And uh, so we did like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then the Friday, Saturday uh, were like insane. I like I've never played for that many people. There was there was a few thousand people watching us. It was pretty cool. Wow. Was it who was on the lineup? Was it just you or were there multiple acts? Uh, so we were uh, sharing the stage with another act uh, out of Oregon. Um, his name is Brady Goss and he's got a band. Uh, he's a piano player. A uh, really good singer, um, and he actually played on that that honky tonk piano track on In the Works. That's him okay. doing that. Oh, so we were doing an hour on, an hour off, just on Main Street in Pendleton between Hamley's Western Store and the Rainbow uh, Saloon. So it was like just all the people who you want to be in front of. Like they're all they all love country, they all love the old stuff, and that's what we do. And our originals sound like more of the traditional stuff. So perfect crowd to be in front of it was a blast yeah that sounds like it's a good time well are you oh go ahead Cole. Uh, no you go right ahead <laughs> are you are you a big fan of the pendleton whiskey they make have you tried that i've never been a huge whiskey guy but uh just um for kind of like home state pride i if i'm gonna get a shot i'll i'll, I'll get some pendleton i like it. it's pretty smooth yeah we're we're uh, fans of that here oh. yeah yeah, maybe they'll, maybe they'll sponsor us someday. <laughs> hey, hey, me too. Hey, whoever gets it first, <laughs> great. whoever gets it first, we got to refer each other. Absolutely. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> so if uh, whiskey kind of isn't your thing, do you have a go-to drink when you're on stage or do you typically avoid drinking uh, when you're performing? Uh, while I'm performing, I don't drink. Um, I'll usually have maybe two or three cores before I go on. And then the party's really after the show. But if I have a couple beers before I go on, it kind of loosens me up a little bit because I'm kind of a quiet dude. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not catching a huge buzz, but I do like to loosen up a, a tiny bit before I, I get I, I totally in front of people. <laughs> I yeah. totally get that. Yeah. Um, so can you tell us about the idea for Storm the Gate and how that kind of came to be? So Storm the Gate was written in Nashville in uh, May of 2019. And uh, I basically was, I had paid for this recording time. Uh, I was only there for 
God, eight or ten days. And um, I was just really frustrated with the, the direction that the whole thing was going. Like, Nashville's idea of um, traditional country is still kind of cookie cutter for my taste. Yeah. They were kind of, like, pushing me in that direction. I'm like, no, that's like that's like a parody of what you think I should be. It's like, no, like my songs sound like this. And they were trying to just push me in a direction that I didn't want to go. And I was really frustrated. And actually the best way to get me to write a song is to piss me off. Um, so we finished the session at, well, first in the session for, this was over a period of a few days because we're just brainstorming songs. We're like, what are we going to cut on Friday? Friday. Like we, we got the studio band booked. Um, you know, by the way, world-class players, uh, very cool to work with them. Um, but, and he kept saying, man, if you, if you're going to get air, any kind of mainstream airplay, you got to get the songs past the gatekeepers. And I was like, I'm not here to pander to whoever the big wigs at the, uh, top 40 country FM stations are. I'm here to record the songs that I wrote. Yeah. Um, and you know, who, who are the gatekeepers anyways? I don't, I don't care if I have to please them, then I'm not in the right place. Uh, so I wrote storm the gate and uh, I'm sure you guys, uh, do you guys get a chance to listen to it? Oh, absolutely. oh yeah. We're, yeah. we're big fans okay. of that song. Absolutely. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was, and it's kind of a short song. It's only two and a half minutes, but I just, I jotted it down and then I sang it back to him. And I, I thought that he was going to be like, oh, screw you, man. Like, you don't want to, you don't want to play the Nashville game. Then we don't have to do this. And he looked at me and he was like, I like it. We're going to cut that one. So we did that. Um, and then we did a couple other ones that I eventually got the masters back on. And I was like, no, nah, not me. Um, but uh, overall, uh, positive experience. Uh, Dark Side was also recorded in that session. Um, and uh, I learned what, what I what I don't want to do and what I don't like about uh, that whole Nashville scene. So, When you say that they're trying to push you to kind of be to, to please the gatekeeper, if you're not on a label, then, then who, who is really, who's pushing you then? Uh, well, I was working with a producer who was interested in possibly down the road signing me to the label. And he, okay. was trying, okay. he was trying to get me to do things his way. Obviously, it didn't end up working out, but yeah. got a couple good songs out of it. Um, and, you know, nothing bad to say about anybody involved. I mean, like I said, the studio musicians were awesome. Uh, the producer, Dean, is is great. Um, in fact, he'd love it that I'm telling the story about how we did it. Um, but for now, I'm not... Honestly, man, and I'm sure you guys have... have uh, read up on this and, and heard this just, you know, with your interest in music, the record labels are going the way of the dinosaur. I mean, anybody can go and make a quality record and distribute it yep, by yep. paying 10.99 on TuneCore or CD baby. And it just, it's out there and anyone can listen to it. And if you have a following on social media, you can drive traffic to it and you can actually, instead of throwing out, a big blanket to all these big uh, FM stations and saying, please play my song and trying to have to pander to a certain audience. You can find your niche 
And yeah. like, I know you guys are Cody Jinx fans and you like Turnpike Troubadours. Mm-hmm. So we can target guys like you who like the same music as me. Yeah. Like it's all, everything is, everything's at your fingertips with the internet and we, we don't need the big labels and we don't need the Nashville machine anymore. The, yeah, the, the world of streaming has, like you said, is getting rid of the, the label and they're kind of, you can see them almost kind of panicking now. They're signing these guys that have been independent for so long or some of the guys out of the Texas scene and they're trying to, yeah. trying to plan their game, but I don't see it lasting too much longer. I say you mentioned uh, like people using the internet to get their music out there. And the first person that really came to my mind was uh, uh, Zach Bryan. Um, He's an artist who really kind of became famous through YouTube. And then he Mm -hmm. started, you know, recording his own stuff and eventually he started releasing it on like Spotify music and Apple music. And he's just grown his fan base just through like social media and like gaining followers that way. He's done it like (laughs) on his own. He was That's on. Exactly. They put a song on Yellowstone, and it got he got a ton more followers from that. It's just amazing. Yeah, um, that's the game we're playing right now. That's that's the hustle we're on. Yeah. So you, um, sorry, you mentioned Dark Side really quickly uh, earlier, and I was just kind of curious: was there someone like specific you wrote that about? Like, was it someone like in your own life, or is that something that you kind of just came about? Uh, it's a conglomerate of a lot of things, a lot of people. You know how we as guys sit around and kind of shoot the shit and, and have beers and, and talk about yeah. women. And it's, it's a conglomerate of, of kind of all those stories that we, you know. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, what was that like for you to win Best Traditional Country Song in the 2020 World Songwriting Awards? How, what was that feeling like? Uh, it was neat to uh, be recognized for the hard work that goes into it. Uh, yeah. And, you know, as far as I can tell, a lot of people submit songs to that and for them to pick me, uh, you know, I don't know how big the pool is for traditional country in the world songwriting awards, but, uh, you know, it was awesome. It's, it's great. It's, it's yeah. something I can, it's something I can point to. And, uh, you know, I keep the, I keep the award right by my record player. I see it every day. It's, it, it kind of helps awesome. me keep going. It's like, you know, that, you know, these guys liked it. So let's on, on to the next, uh, adventure. Was, were those awards, were those in person or over Zoom because of coronavirus? Um, they were pretty much done like over social media, like they posted about it. Oh, okay. um, it's a recurring thing. It was like, it, it's like each season they do it. So it's like winter, spring, uh, summer, fall. So I won for winter 2020, best traditional country song. Okay. Um, so I, I, I actually found out on Facebook and then I got the award in the mail. Uh, a couple weeks later it was pretty neat it was cool yeah that is very cool so we know you're kind of a history uh guy is there any like specific time period that you're like really interested in or that kind of draws you in uh well growing up in oregon i'm definitely into like lewis and clark and then later on you know fast forward 30 35 years the oregon trail Um, and you know, kind of like the settling of the West and the wild West and that whole thing. And then I love the civil war. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a real nerd about that. I don't have any, I don't have any uniforms or anything, but I got, I got a couple real old guns. I like to break out every now and then. That's awesome. The old, the old cap and balls. Yeah. So much smoke, but we, I, I love it. 
No, I well, agree yeah. with the whole history aspect. I've always enjoyed um, kind of like uh, just different history topics. I love the Civil War. Um, really like World War One, World War Two are really interesting. And I, I can sit down and watch the History Channel and just watch their documentaries that they do. Those things are fantastic. Oh, God. Yeah. Don't even get me started on that, man. <laughs> that, and, uh, that and Ken Burns. Yep. Oh, that, that was a good, the country music one he made was really, really good. Yeah. I've, I've watched all of them and I love them all. The, the West, jazz, baseball, country music, civil war, prohibition. I, I, every single one is good. <laughs> well, as a history guy, have you thought about um, writing any songs about like some famous outlaws or cowboys like that? I know like Buffalo Bill was big here in Nebraska. Uh, yeah. Uh, we've thought about, you know, for, for lack of a better term, uh, We've got a couple things in the works on that front. Oh, okay, okay. For you, sure. I know you talked about your EP a little bit and how you got an album on the way. I, I don't know if you want to reveal it or anything, but do you, you have a name picked out or anything like that for the album? Uh, not yet. Um, we've got our songs um, all arranged. They're not recorded yet. We still have to track them and, and get, them, get them down. Um, but we... We've got, uh, I think there's only six songs on the EP and we've got close to 20 originals. So actually it's a matter of um, figuring out which songs we want to put on the first record and which ones we're going to save. Mm -hmm. okay. so, uh, Do you have a release date in mind? You know, everything's kind of up in the air right now. Um, yeah. for, for this time around, I just wanted to get product out before I went on tour so I could point to something and say, hey, like my music is on Spotify, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, I, I'm going to have to wait and see how the next few months goes just with all the unrest and the, and the pandemic stuff. And it's hard to, to plan anything out right now. Um, we might be doing another run, so I'll just, I'll just keep supporting um, the, the EP if that's the case, because that would be like late September, early October. Um, just do, do another little tour to the places that are still open. Uh, and then probably going into 2021 we'll we'll uh, probably announce a, a release date i'd say okay perfect we'll keep an eye out for that and make yeah. sure to support your music on our page yeah we'll make sure we get the word out too and uh ever we hear about it yeah thanks you guys um so next question we kind of had was uh when you're out on the road and doing shows, is there any specific song or specific artist that you like to do covers of, or do you typically try to do more original uh, music when you're doing your shows? Um, I try to do all of our originals at every show. Um, okay. And uh, as far as covers go, we cover uh, Buck Owens, Merle Haggard, Waylon Jennings, uh, we play a uh, long haired country boy by Charlie Daniels. Yes. Yes. Rest, rest his soul. Yep. Um, a lot of standards, you know, because you know, when you're playing a lot of originals and when you're doing two, three originals in a row, sometimes you got to break out like a, a song like born to boogie or, or guitars, Cadillacs that uh, everybody's going to know <laughs> and like keep them involved. So yeah. You come, you come to Nebraska, you need to cover Omaha by Waylon. People, people would love that one. We can do that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I've seen some of the, like your pictures that you posted on Instagram, stuff like that. And one of your electric guitars has like tooled leather on it. 
was that custom made or did you buy it like that? That's a really cool guitar. Uh, a guy um, in Texas, MK Holloway Leather, made that for me. Okay. Um, and then the, the strap was made by um, a girl, gosh, I always forget, uh, Lauren Gaskaminski from Vermont, I believe. Um, and she tooled my, my name into that and, and did that, that mountain and kind of river design. It's kind of an homage to the woods of uh, Oregon. Um, and then the, uh, God, the plate that, where my switches are with yeah. that like kind of design on it. Uh, that, um, sorry, I'm getting a message on here. Yeah, I got that too. I don't know what that was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've never seen that before. I, did, I, I just bought that online. So that's not really all that special, but I thought it looked cool. So I swapped out the, the plates. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I that guitar actually is kind of a mystery guitar. Um, uh, a steel player that I used to work with uh, bought it at a guitar show uh, somewhere in Portland. Um, and I haven't been able to find a serial number on it. Um, haven't been able to find, it didn't come with any information, uh, but it has a really old school, old school tone to it. Um, really, really twangy, like Bakersfield sound. Even when you just run it clean without any pedals, it just naturally has that kind of country feel. Um, from what I can gather and what I've read about it, I think it's an old uh, Fender Custom from maybe like the 60s. Um, but I think our next project is going to be to take the neck off and look behind the, the plate and see if we can't find a serial number because I'd love to know more about it because it's, it's like the best guitar I've ever owned. Is that like your only guitar you play? Because I know like Willie Nelson has his one guitar that he plays and that thing is about to disintegrate. <laughs> uh, so... Around the house, I'll play my acoustic. Uh, I have a I have a Taylor electric acoustic, um, pretty decent uh, sounding guitar, really bright sound, good for classic country. I used to play that at shows, but I, you know, when you're starting out, you don't have roadies to come and switch your damn guitar for you. You know, it's yeah. it's almost like I would have to do like a full set of like songs that call for acoustic, and then a full set of songs that call for electric. And honestly, it's a lot easier on your fingers to just play the Telecaster all night because the the action is a lot higher on the on the Taylor than it is on the on the Tele. So, I just completely switched over to the Tele when I'm playing shows. It's it's a lot easier to carry around. It's a lot more durable. Like you can drop it; and it's not going to shatter in half. Um, so, so when you're on the road and. Uh touring and stuff is there any like memorable run-ins you've had with artists that you've kind of looked up to or any uh cool stories you have from like shows or anything like that uh not necessarily playing shows but um we've ended up meeting some pretty cool cats just like going to shows because we have a pretty good following on instagram and like we interact with a lot of the people that you know, are in kind of the same scene that I am. Mm -hmm. So like we got to hang out with, I, I met Cody Jenks one night, um, you know, smoked a cig with him and, and, you know, just, uh, and then gosh, who else do we got to hang out with Paul Cawthon for a little bit one night. Oh, uh, he's awesome. He's a hoot, man. Absolutely. Uh, Oh gosh. We hung out with Mike and the moon pies. Gosh, you're uh, off like our favorite, favorite guys right now. Yeah. Uh, so 
God, who else? Uh, Jesse Daniel. Um, all kinds of all kinds of people. I got I got to meet Charlie Daniels. I got to meet uh, Hank Jr. Uh, I've met Hank three a uh, number of times. I I I used to see that dude every time he came in town. Uh, unfortunately, he's he's kind of gone off the map. But I I think I've seen him like five or six times live. And he that dude is awesome. He's uh he stays back and shakes every single hand and signs every single autograph until the last person is gone out of the venue. Wow. Yeah. And it's not a backstage thing. The dude literally like hops off the stage and he's in the, like the, uh, in between the barricade and the stage and he's just walking along doing it. every picture, everything. That's wow. cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, as a country guy, um, I was just wondering, besides your music, what would you say, like, the most country or outlaw or cowboy thing is about you? If you had to point this uh, out. Uh, uh, gr- growing up out in Oregon, I was really into uh, fishing. We okay, still had yeah. uh, salmon, um, uh, rainbow trout. Um, and then me and my buddies are, are pretty big gun guys. Uh, like I said, I've, I've, I, I like the cap and ball revolvers. I, actually, I literally just bought like like three hours ago. I bought a replica of the old uh, um, M1 carbine okay. uh, from World War II in Korea. This mm-hmm. it's like I think it was the one the the paratroopers would use. Uh, it's got the shorter barrel. Um, so that's that's something that I'm into. I I like it. I, I like the old Henry Henry lever actions. I was just gonna ask um, you, like, you're Robert Henry. You need a Henry rifle. Yeah, I, I have a Henry rifle. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other than that, I don't know. Uh, well, yeah, I'd say I, that that works. I mean, I thought that was a good answer. Uh, I'm I've been going back and forth with Paige, uh, your PR lady on Twitter. She, we've been DMing, and she was telling yeah. me you want to kind of grow up, grow out, and get a bigger following, like outside of Oregon stuff, and. I was telling her uh, there's a, there's a bar that we, we mention a lot on here that's pretty close to where we live and it's called Buck's Bar and they brought in Cody Jinx, Whitey Morgan, Moon Pies, like all the guys you were talking about. So um, definitely I follow them on Instagram. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Yeah, that it's it's a good time there. I mean, if you're looking to grow grow your uh, following and want to come to Nebraska reach out to them. If I'm ever out there, I could help promote you. I know the owner is there a lot, so that would be great. And we would love to come see you. Absolutely. I would, I would love to go down there, man. I, we, we have, we've been treated very well in the Midwest. We were over, we, we did about a week in South Dakota. Oh, okay. Um, we were over in Spearfish during Sturgis week. And oh. you guys talk, you guys talk kind of funny, but you're, you're good folks. Good folks. <laughs> Yeah, I love I love your vowels. I love your vowels. <laughs> when people when, when people like you guys are awesome. You, well, we always say "ope." Have you seen that on on Twitter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. But yeah, yeah. No, there's people here in the Midwest. We would love they would love your music, and especially at at Bucks. I mean, there's been well, a lot of good artists come through. We freaking love the Midwest, and uh, yeah, if that's that's the place I've had my eye on for a while. So if you guys can help me out with that, that'd be freaking awesome. Yeah, man, we would love to come see you too. That would be great. Um, yeah, I don't think we have any more uh, questions for you. I think this was a good time. We should definitely do it again, especially when your album comes out. We'd love to talk about that with you. Yeah, we'd love to awesome. hear about how it went recording and uh, kind of get to 
know a little bit more about the songs, a little bit more background with them, that'd be really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we appreciate it, man. Thank you so we can, much. We can definitely do that. And like I said, guys, um, thanks for the opportunity. I literally could not do what I do without uh, independent shows like you guys. Cause you, you reach a wider and wider audience every time I do something like in this vein. So I'd love to come back. Uh, if you hear anything about bucks, uh, shoot me a message on my Instagram or something. Yeah. Um, and by the way, uh, for those of you guys who are listening, um, our Instagram is at Robert Henry music. Uh, we got uh, merch available on roberthenrymusic.com. You can actually pre-order a vinyl copy of in the works for 20 bucks. Uh, we'll throw in a, a sticker and a beer koozie for you. And, um, what else is there? Uh, Facebook is Robert, Robert Henry Band on Facebook. Give him a follow, so. Give him a follow guys. Yeah, he's keep, you're you're one of the guys keeping real country music alive, and we can't thank you enough for that, man. So we appreciate. I'm, it. I'm trying, and and you guys are helping too. Thanks for doing what you do. Of course, man. Take care. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate yeah, it. Of course. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we just want to touch on a few things that have happened in the country music world. First thing we wanted to talk about was Mo Pitney's new album. Me and Cole have both uh, bought this album on vinyl, and it's called Ain't Looking Back. It dropped last week, and the first song on it is uh, a song he has uh, with Jamie Johnson. It's one of my favorites, so go check that album out. I know you can buy it on vinyl, signed for like 20 bucks, so that's a, that's a steal. Yeah, um, I love the album. Uh you mentioned the song with Jamie Johnson. It's a uh, music man. That's a fantastic one. Um, it's got ain't bad for a good old, good old boy. And uh, that song, I don't know if you knew it. Uh, that was actually on uh, the ranch on Netflix. Yeah. It played at the very end of one of the episodes. And I was like, dang, it's kind of a good song. And so I was quickly trying to pull up Shazam to get it to um, figure out what the song was. And it wasn't Shazam didn't even know what it was at the time. And uh, I've eventually found the song going through the ranch um, on Spotify, going through their playlist, and it's fantastic. And I think one of my favorite songs off there is uh, Ain't Looking Back. It's so good. It's such a great album. Yeah, Mo Mo Pitney I found off his debut album, Behind This Guitar, and the song on there, Country, was the first song I heard by him. And I just think this second album really shows that he's doubling down and making this good country music. And getting Jamie Johnson to be on the record with him is, is great. And Jamie Johnson still sounds great. Hopefully we get an album from him pretty soon. It's been a while since we heard anything from him. Yeah. Uh, I think the next thing we wanted to hit on was uh, John party released a surprise album on Friday as well. It's called the Rancho Fiesta sessions. Uh, it's all covers of songs and from other artists. It's really good. He covered. Co- I would say he covers songs from Merle Hager, uh, Dwight Yoakam, George Strait, uh, Joe Diffie, Keith Whitley, Tom Petty, and Prince. Um, so he he covers a lot of different artists and uh, was able to record it with his band. Um, I think they said they recorded it uh, in his uh, home. So that's very cool. Yeah, I had no idea that was dropping. So that that's great to see. He, he came out with new music. Um, then Parker McCollum dropped a fan favorite, Young Man, Young Man's Blues. That's a really good song. I've, I've been listening to a lot of Parker McCollum lately. I'm jumping on the bandwagon, you could say. He's 
again, a Texas guy that has recently been signed to a Nashville label and he's hitting it big. His song, uh, pretty hard is getting a lot of radio play. So glad to see that, that he's getting supported by the industry. And I think a lot of people are really finding out who, who he is and following his music. So we're really happy for him. Yeah. So another thing that also dropped this past Friday, um, the 14th was our friend Tom Connor, uh, released his newest single, uh, Mr. Perfect. Uh, if you listen to our podcast with him, he kind of goes in and, uh, gives us a little bit of, reasoning behind the lyrics and uh why he wrote it so if you want to know more about that song you can check out that podcast uh i am a big fan of it it sounds amazing he did a fantastic job with it uh yeah go listen he's our good buddy great guy go support his music he reminds me a lot of luke combs i think people need to discover his music and really help him out because he he's making good country music and just i i I don't know why he's not as big as as he should be so go 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 listen to that mr perfect and then cole you're a big fan of drew parker's new song while you're gone talk a little bit about that um he's kind of talking about uh, sitting around kind of uh waiting on uh his uh girl to come back you know she's like gonna be gone for like two three weeks he's like i'm still just gonna be sitting here and he's talking about drinking his uh cold pbr and it's it's a really catchy song. It's really fun to listen to. And I've, I listen to it when I'm at work and um, it's came out Friday and I already know most of the lyrics to it. So it's, it's a great song. <laughs> and country music hall of fame about damn time has inducted Dean Dillon, Marty Stewart and Hank jr. All three of those guys are country music legends and deserve this. I, I think it's long overdue. So congratulations to those guys. They, they deserve it. And uh, Dean Dillon, he's, he wrote Tennessee Whiskey. Marty Stewart, I saw him open for Chris Stapleton. He's a hell of a musician. And then Hank Jr., just all the hits he has. So good for those three guys. Really happy to see that. So Yeah, uh, we got two more things we want to mention. Uh, ben was talking to JR about this a while ago, uh, Justin Moore's manager. And Justin Moore is to release a Live at the Ryman uh, album, and it's going to be featuring artists from uh, David Lee Murphy, Chris Jansen, and uh, Ricky Skaggs. Um, really excited for that. Um, I have always loved every just about everything that Justin Moore comes out with. Uh, you know, I fell in love with his music when I first, because he was the first concert I went to, what, like four or five years ago now? Something like that. It, he... He always comes out with good quality country music, and I'm really excited to hear what this uh, live album sounds like for him. Yeah, and, and good for Justin for recording this at the original Grand Ole Opry, the Ryman. I'm glad he didn't do Justin Moore live from Grand Ole Opry. He went back to where country music belongs at the Ryman. So I thought that was really cool. So I'll go give that a listen. I, he, he's dropped one of the songs already, or is it, is it out already? Uh, I'm not sure. I um, honestly have no idea. Well, next thing we wanted to talk about was uh, Cody Jinks is coming out with a lot of stuff. He's got the um, Adobe Sessions unplugged. He's coming out with a Red Rocks live album, a Lefty Frizzell cover album, uh, a double live album, a Christmas EP, and a rock EP confirmed all of those on Facebook. Uh, so I, I don't know what to say. This dude 
last year did two albums in two weeks and now he's coming out with all of this so this dude just never stops and that's why he's one of our favorites in the business uh, I, i'm personally i have to say i'm i'm most excited for the rock ep i'm i can't wait to hear that i'm really curious what a christmas album would sound like from him i think that'd be awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then it feels, it feels uh, christmas, that's for sure he remember we almost went, we were about to go to that red rocks Colorado, yeah. That, that would have been a hell of a time. I've seen some videos from there. It looks like a, a great show, so I bet that album turned out great. Just, I, I don't know where he finds all the time to record this stuff, but that's why he's one of the best in the business. Was that before or after he came out with After the Fire and The One Team? Do you remember? That was before. See, I would love to hear his uh, newest stuff live from After the Fire and The One Team. I think those albums have some really um high quality songs on them and i'd love to hear those live i i would like to hear watching the world die live by him oh i forgot that one came out earlier this year that's right yeah and he came out with a uh, fast lane too yeah oh for the that for the adobe session yeah it, it was on the if you bought adobe sessions on vinyl it was like a bonus track so but he he put it on streaming services and that's a really good song that came out april i think that's it's a really good one uh to answer your question about justin moore uh he did come yeah. up with one song already and it's that's uh, what i thought that's what i thought uh country state of mind okay yeah so that's very cool uh give that a listen give all these guys a listen but more importantly give robert henry a listen he got to sit he was able to sit down with us and help us out so go check out his music and his ep and like he said 2021 we should be hearing about a release date for his new album so we'll keep you up to date with that and hey go pre-order that vinyl you get a free beer koozie and a sticker i know i know cole was interested the the koozie and the sticker really got to me um, <laughs> so i was just looking at it um just a second ago and there's one sitting in the shopping cart right now i just got to pull the trigger on it <laughs> yeah gr he's great great guy makes great music so but listen to all these guys and keep uh, keep following us on Twitter. And if you haven't, follow us on our Instagram. We just created an Instagram. So we're trying to build our following on there and help us uh, just promote, promote these great artists. One thing uh, I at least want to get into is um, we'll start trying to share more of our uh, – some of the stuff we're really listening to as of like at the time and um, – pushing the music that we're really passionate about. So we'll be sharing songs. I know I, one I shared last week was a uh, welcome to the hard time by Charlie Crockett. Um, so we're really going to try and share good quality country music with you guys and uh, the stuff we love. And hopefully you guys love it too. So the Instagram is outlaw underscore country underscore podcast. So, or if you just type in the Outlaw Country Podcast, it'll pop up too. There's a link to our latest podcast with Curtis Grimes. You can click on that and listen. And then uh, once we edit this and throw it up, we'll have uh, the Robert Henry podcast sitting in our bio. So go check that out. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for, being in, uh, for you know sticking with us and being fans of uh, real country music. You got? Do you have a song? Do you have a song? A song recommendation? the week um honestly it's gonna probably have to be storm the gate uh robert henry um 
I kind of got uh, listening to that one. I think last week, and I listened to it at least once or twice a day now. So it's a uh, long hour sitting on the mower and stuff like that really helps pass the time. So I think mine is Storm the Gate by Robert Henry. I think mine has to be um, Coulter Wall song. It's off his uh, Plain to See Plains or Saskatchewan 1881 album. Eight, what is it? 18. I can't remember the name of the album, but uh, <laughs> Take It On a Woman by Coulter Wall. That's a heck of a song. Just recently found that one when I was re-listening to all of his, uh, all of his uh, albums and that, that song really stuck out to me. So give that one a listen. Uh, I've been listening to Coulter Wall like crazy and um, looking forward to that new album. Yeah. Can't wait for the uh, record to finally come in once the uh, pre-orders are sent out. So heck yeah, man. Well, thank you again, everyone, for listening and supporting us. We'll catch you next week. Yeah, sorry.